we're glad you guys are here today. And um, if it's your first time watching that, you are welcomed and wanted here today. And you picked a good Sunday because we're kicking off a brand new conversation, a brand new talk series they call Salt and Light. Salt and Light. So, man, I, I, um, I had some friends come in this past week um, today for the church. And, and uh, they were asking me questions about, about Hope Church. And they were asking me questions about uh, what we're doing and what God's doing in our church. And, and, um, and I was able to talk with them about that. This guy's a friend of mine. He's, um, Diane and I, we are, we are helping three guys plant churches, um, two in Austin, Texas, and one in Jacksonville. And um, what I love about when people come to ask me questions about Hope Church, I really get to talk about our church. I get to talk about you guys. I get to talk about our, our dream team, the 100 people that make up our dream team that are helping make this, make this service run and make our experiences run and group leaders and children's ministry and kids ministry. And um, I love, 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 love this church. I'm glad that you guys are here today. If you're new with us today, I want you to know you are welcomed. And there's more room at the table. There's more room at the table. Um, and so we're glad you're here today and everyone can, can be here and be a part of what we're doing. And it's good to see some of you guys that are familiar faces, you keep on coming back. Once you know there's a space here for you, or if it's your first time again, we're glad you're here. If you have a Bible, open up to Matthew chapter, Matthew chapter five. I want to talk to you guys today about salt. I want to talk to you guys today about <clears throat> about salt, and that may be a, a new concept for you today. You may think that's kind of weird and um, kind of a weird conversation to have. But the Bible says that you and I were the salt of the earth. With the salt here. So I want to unpack what it means to be salt today. And, and, and maybe you're here today and you're like, man, that sounds like a weird, a weird kind of conversation to have or kind of new. This, that's why I don't go to church because churches are weird. They talk about salt. And the Bible says that you are the salt of the earth. And so I want to unpack that, what that means today. Um, but I want to, I, I was looking about, I was thinking about salt this week and kind of studying salt. Did you know this? They're estimated there are over 14,000 different uses for salt. Like that seems so, that seems so simple. And on the chair you got there today, you got a, you got a little packet a packet of salt, and, and um, maybe you probably thought, oh, this is weird. They, they give out salt in their church, or maybe you like, oh, are they going to pass out food like at an airport, and this is the salt for them. We're not passing out any food. If you haven't had a donut yet, you missed them, and, um, and uh, we're not passing out any, any eggs, no, no food, but there's salt here today because I, to, I want you to take this home with you today, and maybe a reminder, maybe this will drive home some points today about what it means to what it means to be salt. Um, I, uh, there's a lot of good reasons for salt. Um, how many of you guys in here today that when you order food, it doesn't matter what is before you even taste it, you're grabbing the salt. You are a salt, you're a salt person. Yeah, how many of you guys like McDonald's french fries? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, some of you guys just, you like that. Like, that's a lot, of, a lot of salt. My mom, when she gets McDonald's fries, she puts salt on the salted McDonald's fries. That's too much salt. Like, I mean, she hasn't, she, I mean, she's still, she's still moving pretty good. So I guess the salt is fine, but that's a lot of, that's a lot of salt, you know? And, and if you don't think about salt, too much salt can be a, can be a bad thing when you go to, to get your, when you, as you get older and you start going to the doctor more, they'll tell you, you got to ease up on the, ease up on, on the salt. I have a friend of mine, he says, man, I, I found the trick. He goes, there's this pill I take every time I go to the doctor when they go to test my salt. <laughs> I said, you're, you didn't really find a trick. Like you're, that's not good for you. Um, but I was talking to a friend of mine recently. He said, man, I, I, I said, dude, I'm really trying to learn how to figure out how, how to make the best, the best steak. I want to make a really, really, really good steak. And he goes, the best way to make a steak, honestly, just put salt on there. A little bit of salt, a little bit of pepper. That makes the best, that makes the best steak. Um, I, if you've been with us for a while, you know I like to do like sports. And I like to, like to do races. I've done a couple of savage races and I like to do uh, marathons. But if you know anything about those guys that do a lot of, a lot of exercises or long distance runs, that whenever they, I, I've been in these races where I've seen guys kind of pass out along the side of the road and, and or maybe they start cramping up really, really bad and they start giving them, these, these, these doctors or these paramedics start putting salt in bottles of water, shaking up and tell the people to chug the salt. It begins to release some of the, the cramps. It starts putting some of the nutrients, some of the nutrients back in 
back in the body. Um, how many of you guys are from cold places? Like you're from like where it snows. Yeah, <clears throat> you, you, know, you guys know about salt and where, if you're from where it's cold places. I look around the, around the country today and, and see some of the people that are out there and there, when it gets really cold and a lot of snow and ice gets on the roads up in the Northeast, we don't know what that's like here, they put salt on the road. They put salt on the road. The reason why they put salt on the road because it begins to break up the ice. But if you know anything about salt, if they put that salt on the road, it eventually begins to kick up on the undercarriage of the vehicle, and then it can become a problem for the vehicle long term. So a lot, salt is good, but too much salt can be a, can be a, can be a bad thing. And so, um, but I, I know a little bit a little bit about salt. Not not a lot about salt. Salt. I was talking to a guy earlier in the first service, and he says salt is a, a Middle Eastern thing. And so that's why whenever we read verses in the Bible that says we're the salt of the earth, we're kind of like, why would we want to be salt? Little white granulars. Why would we want to be? Why would we want to be salt? And I'm going to get to that in a second. But if you're new to us today, um, I, I, I have a, a family that is, um, Diana led worship today, and um, our team did such an incredible job. I, I love worshiping uh, with these guys. But I have a, I have a 10-year-old daughter, and uh, this past week I went to middle school orientation. Uh, Kristen, like, I didn't know I was prepared for middle school orientation, and it was wild. I'm like, man, I'm got, I had my friend of my friends like, you have a middle school? I'm like, almost. He's like, well, you're old. And I was like, shut up, you know? But I, um, he's like, he's so rough on his friends. That's how I talked to him. Um, I have a middle schooler. I have a seven-year-old son. <clears throat> and three and a half years ago, uh, my wife and I gave birth to three and a half-year-old twins. I carried one. She carried the other one. And, um, and that's kind of, I don't know what you call that, but she carried one. I carried one. And uh, I, I, whenever it was time to have the baby, the time to have the baby, she went to, oh, and my friends here, they, they have twins. And, and Fraley has twins. And um, Brooke is a twin. And I, if you know anything about twins, it's just a lot of work. You know, it's like, it's like ha- my, having twins it's like having two little chihuahuas. They're just yelling, screaming, and just chasing each other. Like, that's kind of, in case you've ever wondered what it's like, you know. And if you want to know what four kids is like, it's like having, it's like, it's like drowning and someone throwing you a baby. That's what having four kids, four kids is like. So whenever we had our, our last set of, a set of kids, whenever I use the word we, I use it, I'll use it loosely. I mean Diana. Whenever we had our last set of twins, we went to the doctor that day and she said, Doc, I, I really want to have this baby today. I'm tired of people saying to me, are you having twins? Well, yes, I am having twins, you know, like, are you going to go? It looks like you're about to pop. Yes, I am about to pop. It's looked like this for, you know, for six months, you know. Um, she's like, I, I got sick of that. I really want to really have the baby today. So the doc says, if, if the blood pressure is high, we'll go ahead and send you to the, send you to the doctor. And they, they, they were going to induce her. So she was prepared for that. So she, she gets pregnant. She's, she's there at the doctor's office. She goes there. It's high blood pressure. And then they say, uh, yeah, you're going to get to have the baby. So they take her over to the hospital. Well, I get there, and I'll be honest with you, the, second, the first kid I was there for, like I was there all, all in spirit, it came quick. Dinah's like, hey, baby, we went to the hospital, we had the baby. Baby number two, uh, I missed the whole triage part because I, I got a little bit sick, maybe. Maybe I got a little bit sick, maybe I did, maybe I didn't. So I kind of missed the whole anesthesia thing, and it just it went, it went kind of quick for me. I missed parts of it. But this, the third pregnancy, I was like, I'm not missing any of this because they're gonna give her, they're gonna give her anesthesia, She's going to be good. They're going to cut her open, yank the babies out, and game over. So I thought. <clears throat> so I'm in the room there, and they're getting ready, and Joe and Shannon are here today, and uh, they just had a sweet little baby girl just a little less than three weeks ago, and it's good to have them at, at church today back already. You get a gold star for being back this soon, by the way. And um, it just means everyone's going to be like, oh, my goodness, look how awesome they are. And we judge everybody else. It takes them a long time to get back to church, but we're not judging you, so you're in good, you're in good shape. Um, <laughs> stuff Christians do. So anyways, um, and if you're new today, I'm going to preach in the, from the Bible in just a moment. I'm trying to build the, I'm, I'm building the anticipation. 
I've already read you scripture. What else do you want? Uh, so we get in there and they say, they start explaining the anesthesia to Diana. Well, as they're explaining the anesthesia to Diana, I'm thinking, man, this is, this is a little bit evasive. I better, I better listen up. Like, they're telling you, you might die. Like, stuff like that, you know? Like, this is going to be a lot of pain. So I'm kind of listening. But as they're telling the story, I'm like, man, this is, this is, this is sound, sounds tough. I mean, I mean, I could do it, but it sounds tough. You know, and so they're saying, you know, and so as they're explaining this to Diana, the doctor comes in. And as you're explaining to Diana the anesthesia, the room is getting smaller, Okay. And I find myself in a little bit of a corner, right, like on a little bit of the stage here. Diana's here, and the anesthesia, the front seat, the anesthesia walks in, and now I'm in the corner. I have no idea what's going on. I'm listening, but I have no idea what's going on. And the nurse is here, the, the anesthesia there, and she's like, all right, Diana, she's checking Diana out, and so am I. And uh, it's all going pretty good. And the nurse comes in, she goes, uh, Mr. Beecham, do you want to come on this side? And I was like, absolutely. Of course I do. So she, 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 I squeeze by an anesthesiologist there, and I'm there, and she goes, um, she, she, I move over to this side, I sit down, and the nurse says to her other nurse friend, hey, um, whatever her name was, it doesn't really matter. She goes, can you, get, uh, can you get Wes, I don't remember what she called me, she goes, can you get John or Wes, can you get him some apple juice? I was like, I'm not thirsty. <laughs> Why do I need apple juice? I'm not thirsty. And um, she, she gives me, she brings some apple juice, and I, you know, pinky up. I'm sipping my apple juice. I'm like, oh, this is good. Like, this, is, this is like really good treatment. Like I'm thinking of like, I wonder if I should order food. Like if I'm getting a drink, I need something to eat it with. You know, can I get some cheese and crackers, you know? Um, so they, they go, so then she goes, um, um, I said, thanks. I appreciate it. And she goes, and then she comes back in and she goes, hey, Wes, I'm going to need you to come sit outside. So I walk over to this countertop there with the nurse. I'm like, I guess they want to hang out with me. You know, I'm like, let's, let's have a party, you know? So I get up on this bar stool, and she goes, no, no, no. Uh, she walks out. She goes, Wes, that, that seat's too high for you. I'm like, I got up here. I think I'm fine. Well, what she didn't know that I didn't know was apparently I was, if you can imagine, my brown skin was getting lighter, I guess. So they get me off the stool. I got off by myself. They're like, do you need help? I'm like, get your hands away from me. Now I'm getting mad. I'm offended. So they get me off the, off the stool. They take me down. They walk me into another room, and they sit me down on a lower stool. And then I hear her say, what I did not want to hear her say, she goes, hey, to her nurse friend, can you get Mr. Beecham some smelling salt? I'm like, I don't need smelling salt. What do you, I'm not having the baby. Give the smelling salt to Diana. You guys, I, so I'm sitting down. She walks in that smelling salt. She goes, just break it open and it smells. I'm like, I don't need it. As soon as she brought the smelling salt, I cracked open. I was like, <laughs> because I was about to pass out. Like I was, I was not doing well. I, I did not. I did not feel good, and I know that I did not feel good, but apparently they knew that I did not feel good, but I was trying to be this tough guy because my dad raised me to be tough, and I would be tough, but I needed some smelling salt because I was not good. There's a lot of reasons for salt, 14,000 different uses. But what I'm here today to suggest to you today, and what I hear, I remember to unpack for you today, is that the best salt that there ever was and that there ever is is whatever Jesus says the best salt was and whatever it is. And Jesus says that the church, you and I, that we're the salt of the earth. Out of all the uses, all the, all the uses, the most important use of salt, the best version of salt is you and me. That's it. Because the Bible says in this, in this passage of scripture, let me read it to you today. Matthew chapter 5, verse 13, the Bible says this. You are the salt of the earth, but what good... 
is salt if it's got no flavor? Depending on where you're from, flavor. What good is salt if it ain't got no flavor? If it don't, if, if it don't taste good, what kind of what salt is that? Well, if Jesus asked a question. By the way, I got a little ahead of myself. This is Jesus preaching, by the way. Matthew chapter 5, 6, and 7 is called the Sermon on the Mount. It's one, it's one of Jesus' most famous, famous sermon he's ever preached is this right here. So people are locked in. And then Jesus drops, I mean, he's, he's slaying it. I mean, he's getting it. They're saying, amen, get it, I like that. You, we don't really get that because we're, we're, you know, we don't really, we, some of us aren't from a black church. And black church, they shot you down. Get it, I like that, preach it. So I've been at some churches where I've seen people in the back row stand up and go like this. And it ain't a bad thing. That's a good thing. You know, I've seen guys get up there and they're waving hankies. I've, I've been in some churches. I've, I've had some church experience. And I'd, I'd be okay with it if you guys, I don't care if you say preach a white boy, preach a black boy, preach a brown boy. I don't care what you call me. It'd be nicer once in a while I get like, that's, I like that. You can say, I like that. You know, I, I like to say this, that's good. Usually Donnie gets there, she says, I'm like, I said, that's good. And the back of her lady and say, she's preaching. Like, I like it. That's good. So he's, Jesus is slaying. I mean, the best preacher ever to live was Jesus. He is lights out, getting it, preaching. And then he goes, hey, by the way, guys, let me throw this at you. You're the salt of the earth. But here's the deal. What good is salt if it ain't got no flavor? Flavor. F-L-A-V-A. What good is salt if it ain't got no flavor? He goes, can you make it salty again? <clears throat> the answer is No. It will be thrown out and trampled under the feet, underfoot, as worthless. The next verse, it talks about light. We're not going to read that for you today. We're going to talk about light next week. This, we're going to talk about salt today. We're going to talk about light today. But the very next verse, it says, you're the light of the world. And then it jumps down and it says this. In the same way, let your, let your good deeds shine out for all to see that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. We're called to be salt and we're called to be light. But what good is salt if it's no good? What good is a light if it ain't turned on? It's, it's just not, it's not any good. And so here's what I want to I unpack for you today. I, I want to tell you what salt is, and I, I want to unpack it a little bit more for you. But here's what I want to say to you. Uh, let me have a little transparency moment with you today, today, a talk from your crazy brother, uncle, friend, whatever it is that you call me, pastor. Every one of you in here today, every single one of you guys, you've, you have a childhood. You, you had a you. You were a baby once, okay? I don't know if you knew that or not. Um, you, you're not here on a second life. If you believe that, that's fine. I don't. But, like, you're not here. This is not your second chance at life. You weren't reincarnated. Like, you, you, you were a baby. I mean, some of you guys are really cute babies, and some of you are really ugly babies. But nonetheless, we were all babies, you know? And, um, I, and I, I, sometimes I go see babies, and people are like, man, it's a, it's a really cute, it's a really cute baby. I'm like, it's really, it can't be that cute, like, it was in this little, it was in a womb, you know, for nine months. Like, it can't be that cute. It's, if you, if you said it was squashed, I would say yes, that's a squashed baby. But cute, some of them I just wouldn't say that, okay? And so, you all have a childhood in here today. Good or bad. Great experiences, bad experiences, whatever. And it's caused you to live your life a certain kind of way. Would you just agree with me and say this is a little bit psychological today? Just kind of hang in there and we're going to get to some more scripture in a moment. But you all have, a, you all, you all have an experience. Every one of you were born from a, from a mom and a dad. And you were born and you, you're now here today. And you have some sort of past experiences that shaped you and it made you who you were today. And you, some of them are good and some of them are bad. But nonetheless, it really doesn't matter. I don't want to unpack whether you got a good childhood experience or a bad childhood experience. That's irrelevant. The, the, the reality is that you had a child experience. And because of the experiences you had as a child, you, there's a couple different reactions to your childhood. Here, here's one of them. One of them may be that you, 
you, you had a bad experience. And, and, and so something made you or you were missing something inside of you. And we're all born missing something. The Bible calls that, the Bible calls that normal. We, we all wake up with a missing piece. The piece that we're missing is Jesus. And you woke up and, and you, clinged, you cling, started clinging to something. Maybe you, you became a relational junkie or maybe you, maybe you chose a vice. Maybe you chose whatever your thing is. You chose something to help you get through life because we all choose something. Maybe you choose academics or maybe you choose to be, but you choose something. And so you, maybe, maybe it was a negative thing that you chose. I tell people all the time, I'm, I'm addicted to coffee and people. Like you could have chose a, a, a worse addiction or some other addiction. You, you could have chosen it and you chose that. And now you here you are, 30 and 40 years old, 50 years old, 20 years old, and you're living life because you got something happened to your life and you chose a vice to help you get through life. However you chose it. Maybe you chose to be a victim and you're like, I'm an, and that was what you chose. You're like, I, I choose to be a victim my whole life. Or maybe you choose to, to be an overcome, but you chose something and, and it's made you out. Maybe some of us in here today, and I can relate with this, is maybe you chose to deal with all your issues of life. Maybe you choose to stuff all those deep down inside your stomach. And they're like right here. And you've chosen all of your emotions, all of your, everything that you've gone, good or bad, from the time you were young, you, you developed this season in your life to kind of stuff it down. And you, and you kind of shoved it down in there and you put a lid on there. And you have no emotions and whatever happens comes your way and we kind of become this hard shell. I, I have some people, I, I have friends, I was telling someone the other day, like I have people come up to me and I go to hug them. And because of their past experience and they choose to be a shell, I'm, it's like I'm hugging a, a, a dead body. It's kind of, they're kind of like, you know, or it's kind of like a talk to the hand because you ain't the man. Like, it's kind of like one of those. Or, or you know, their natural tendency is that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something bad about you or I'm going to push you away because I don't really, I want you to be close to me, but I, but I don't, don't want to be hurt again. So we kind of, their natural tendency is to kind of stiff arm. You say, I don't want this. So you kind of have this. So you have this, maybe you chose a vice, maybe you chose an addiction, or maybe you choose to stuff your feelings. And then I found out this week, I'm in a group on Thursday nights, and uh, it sounds like a rehab group. It, it really isn't. It's a community group here at the church. But I realize for some of us in here today, we've chosen, and what I've chosen is performance. <clears throat> if I could do good enough on the outside, if I could be better than you, or if I could go out and be great and be incredible, then you would really never ask me how I'm doing because you didn't have to because I was doing well. I wasn't, I played sports growing up. I wanted, I wanted to be better than everybody else. In school, I was, if I had good enough grades, you really wouldn't ask me about my inside because my outside was good or my sports it was good so you wouldn't even have to ask me. Or I wanted to be better than you and I wanted to be better than you and I built up my life that way in such a way where I became a performance-driven person. I became a performance-driven Christian. Like I wanted to, like, like, and, and if you can't do good enough, what do you do? You cheat. So I would look the part in public, but I'd be a train wreck in private. My, I remember my dad's on the front row. My dad would say to me, you know, I would come home and I would act a certain way at home. And my dad would say to me, does your pastor know you act like that at home? <laughs> I was like, shut up, under my breath. I, didn't, I would never say it to my dad's face because he, you know, my, I'm old. You, heard, you were here last week, you know, that whole thing. I brought you in this world, but I'll take you out of it. That's where I'm from. So my dad would have killed me. Like, I would have never been here if I would have said something like that. So. I go, I, I go through the seasons of life where I've become this performance-driven person. So no one would really check on me because it, they didn't have to because it looked like I was doing it. If I wasn't doing good, I would perform or I would cheat to become a better performance. And I think that's why we're not good at being salt. Like, if, if the Bible says you're, you're the salt of the earth, you're the salt of the world, like, I, I just don't see a lot of people being salt. 
Like, and the, by the way, if someone walked to you and says, yo, you, you, man, you're, if I walked to you and said, man, you're the salt of the earth, you would say, man, I thank you so much. You don't know what that means, but you're like, thank you. But if I walked to you and said, bro, you salty. Like, that ain't a compliment, by the way. Like, you want to be, <clears throat> Ryan showed me this meme, so like, you want to be, you want to be salt, but you don't want to be salty. You want to be light, but you don't want to be lit. <laughs> like, those are two different, like, it's just a few letters, but you can get them confused. Like, you, you want to be the salt of the earth, but you do not want to be, someone walking and say, man, you're salty. Like, that's not a compliment. But I walk and say, man, bro, Kristen, you're the salt of the earth. Like, that's a compliment. But I find so many people, we're not doing, a, we're not, we're not very successful at being salt because we have these situations happen in our life and if left undealt with, we go through life and we're never ever salt. We never ever, we never bring the flavor. We never, we never do good. We never love people the way we're supposed to love people. And, and by the way, I told our first service that, you know, like if you come to this church long enough, you're gonna hear a theme. And the theme is always love, encourage, inspire people. And this other part of the theme, it's only a two-part theme, is to pursue God, to love God. We're gonna talk about that next week when we talk about light. Like that's, like, that's the theme. And that's all God wants us to do on this earth. He boiled the 10 commandments down into two commandments, to love me, him, and love people. So there's a theme there. Like you can come to this church for the next 20 years and I hope that you, I hope that you will and, and I, that'll be awesome. But what, I, what you'll hear is that, man, we're called to go out and we're, we're called to pursue a relationship with Jesus Christ to get to know him and the more that we know him, the more that we love him. And the more that we love him, the more that we know him, the more we begin to look like him. And then whenever we take that out there, it's not hard for us to go out and be salt because we're so used to being with the one who created the salt. By the way, uh, in case you, you didn't know this, like you may be here today and you may say, man, salt's just not that important. Like salt's kind of, that's kind of lame. And some of you guys are here today, you're like, dude, I'm like, I'm like keto, um, all natural, vegan, and I, we, just, we don't use salt. That's awesome. Congratulations. But here's what I know about salt. There's a lot of it. It seems so insignificant. You know, to my left and to my right here, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of salt in these containers. And here's what I know. I don't know how much salt in there is. I don't know how much salt there is, but I know who knows how much salt there is. And if he calls you salt, you ought to be salt. And if he says you ought to have flavor, you ought to have flavor. I wrote down this in my notes, say that salt may be small, but God assignments aren't. Salt may be small, but God assignments are not. You may say, well, I'm just salt, Wes. I'm just a, Wes, I got a little packet of salt and that's all I am, Wes. I'm just a little bit of salt. I, I'm not that great. No, you are that great because God says that you are that great. And you may say here today, man, I just, I'm just a little bit of salt. You may be a little bit of salt. I may be a little bit of salt and pepper, but you may be a little bit of salt, but here's the deal. Your assignment is huge because your assignment is from God. And so when Jesus was preaching this in, in this passage of scripture, and he's saying to these people, hey, guys, by the way, I got a big crowd here. I don't have no microphone. I got no praise band. We got no haze. We got no lights. None of the things that we have in church today. I, I'm here today to tell you guys, you're salt. And they're like, what? And then when he drops his bomb, he's like, hey, if you're not bringing the flavor, you're like, you're, you're wasting your time. Like, it's useless. Like salt that's not salty is not any good. It's just not that great. Like, I mean, like, it's just white stuff that you sprinkle. It's you're like, well, what, what is it like, Wes? Salt that doesn't salt, it's like, it's like sprinkling some, some sand on top of your food. Have you ever seasoned a steak with some sand? Some of you sickos probably have. It, it's not gonna taste good. When I eat tonight with my community group, 
which is another reason why to go to community group because the food there is like lights out. But when I go to my community group, I'm not going to take out some sand and sprinkle some sand on there. I'm going to take out some Crystal's hot sauce and put that on there. But I'm not going to put some, I, I want the food to taste good. What good is a, what good is a food or what good is a, a believer here today if it's just an effort to not bring in no flavor? If we're not, we talk a lot, if we're not leaving people better than we found them, if we're not walking around looking, looking like salt and tasting like salt and bringing the flavor. Salt might be small, but God assignments are not. I'm going to invite Jeannie to come back out and help me finish. Just, I, I want to give you a couple things about salt today that I think maybe would be an encouragement to you that may leave you here better than you, than you, than you came in. And, and I, I, hopefully, I hope, hope this, that this will. Let me read this verse to you one more time. I want to pack, I want to pack these two things because <clears throat> I want to make sure you get the scripture. When you leave today, you can, you can memorize Matthew chapter 5, verse 13, but the Bible is simple. I mean, just, I'm going to read it to you one more time, but he says, you, you're the salt of the earth. Like, I want to be whoever God says that I am. <clears throat> and if he says I'm salt, I want to figure out what it means to be salt and be salt. Not salty, but salt. I want to be the salt of the earth. I want to make the world a better place. I think Michael Jackson sang that song, but I want to make the world a better place. When we, when we talk about like, and so I, I, want to, I want to talk to you about salt, okay? A couple things. Um, but before I do that, the only way to be salt, by the way, Jesus is saying this to Christians. And if you're coming here today and you're like, I don't know what that means. Like, I don't know what salt means. I kind of do now. I don't know what a Christian is, but I kind of want to know. The Bible tells us he's writing this to, to believers because only they would have got this. Like, this is only for people who know Christ as their Savior. And here's the deal. We believe at our church, at this church, and a lot of other churches in the city, we believe that there was a, G, a God who created the heavens and the earth. He created everything in between. And he sent that one and only son, his name is Jesus, to the earth. That one and only son never, ever sinned, never went to a place, never had, he just never, ever, I mean, I, I can't even unpack never sin because it's hard. I mean, he never did anything wrong. He never said anything that he shouldn't have, shouldn't have said. I mean, this guy was like lights out all the time. And he so he came and he, he, he lived and he, he never ever sinned and he never ever sinned and then he did that for 30 years and then he died on the cross for your sins and for my sins because we did sin and we weren't perfect. There was a punishment for that sin and that punishment for our sins is death and, it, and separation from God. And Jesus came so that we wouldn't have eternal separation from God. Jesus came so that we wouldn't have punishment. Jesus came so that we could have a life and have it abundantly. He came to do that. And he says, if you believe, if you believe with your heart and you confess your sins with your mouth, then you shall be saved. A relationship with Jesus can save you from all of eternity and let you have a life with Jesus forever. And if you believe that, then you go out and you get to be the salt of the earth. Like you get to be called salt. You get to go out and be, go out and be light. But so many times, maybe you're here today and you're like, okay, I get that, I believe that. We just have a hard time being salt. I, I wanna share you, with you one more story about me um, <clears throat> to let you know that I'm not up here slaying it when it comes to being salt. I'm not up here killing it. Um, this week I took my middle school daughter to middle school orientation, dad, which basically makes you old, not me. Um, 
And I take him, I take my daughter and I, she, she comes up to me and she's like, dad, I'm gonna be in middle school. I'm like, that is awesome. Like, I don't have any hair to lose, so I'm totally cool with it. I got a lot of gray and I just decided to keep the beard trim low um, until I find the right dye to make it look right, which I'm about to start exploring. That's a whole nother, that's another day. <clears throat> she goes, dad, I really wanna get a rolling backpack. I said, what? She goes, I want to get one of those rolling backpacks. Like you put all your books in it and you roll it. And I, I said, honey, come here. I said, we're not getting a rolling backpack. And she goes, we're not. I said, no, sir. All my friends are. And I was like, you're not, you're, I'm going to talk to your parents of your friends. We're not going to be the, and here's why I don't like rolling backpacks. Because before I was salt, if I saw a kid with a rolling backpack, I'm not gonna tell you what I would do because I'm not there yet, but I would wanna, I would wanna put my foot out for a kid with a rolling backpack. And if you had a rolling backpack in here today, listen, that's awesome for you. Just, I just didn't believe that was cool, so I didn't do it. I was, but it was before I was salt. I, I wanted to do some awful things with people who had rolling backpacks. Like, you know the kind of person that has a rolling backpack? I've already said it once. I'm going to say, Josh Sowers, that works here. <laughs> but I got saved. I met Jesus. And it's, I'm, I'm such a sinner, by the way. Derek, when I'm in the airport and I see people with rolling suitcases, and that's okay. You're, they're supposed to roll. Who wants to walk around with the, with the suitcase? I, I want to kick a rolling suitcase but just pray for me, okay? That's what I would, that's what I would want to do, okay? <clears throat> but that was before Jesus. Jeannie, you don't strike me as the kind of person with a rolling backpack. You don't know. You're like freaking so cool. Um, I, I wasn't. I was, man, I was, a, I was a crappy, crappy salt of the earth. Like I had no flavor. It's kind of stuff I would do. Like I knew Jesus, but I was just like, I was a jerk. Like, you can know Jesus and be a jerk. Like, I know you see Christians all the time, like, they're all jerks. <laughs> but, like, you can know Jesus. I mean, I was just a jerk, man. I was just, I was just, I wasn't salt. I was a jerk. And so because of that, that performance thing I told you about earlier, I found a lot of times I want to work extra hard to be extra salty because I did so many bad things, so many stupid things that I'm trying to make up for all the lost times. I have these baseballs at my house that I hit out of the ballpark. And I, when I got them in high school, I wrote my name on them. I wrote my address on them. And I kept them. It was a shrine. You know what the shrine was too? God does not care about home run. What God, God doesn't care about that. He doesn't care about home run baseballs. I mean, he, he may, but I don't think he does. And I've told people this all the time when I was a youth pastor. Like, I would do anything to take, go back to high school and trade the touchdown. I only had one my whole entire career. So I remember it. It's very easy to remember. It's easy. I would trade in the baseballs. I would trade in the basketball shots. I would trade in all those to go out and be better salt in high school. If the kids from high school would meet me today, they would say, how in the world did you make it? What, how? And I'll say, because I was the way I was back then, I'm, I developed this performance thing and, and I love Jesus and I want to go out and tell everyone about Jesus now. I want to go back and make right. And by the way, and I don't want to mess up your theology, I'm not trying to make God get okay with me because God's okay with me. Right. Everything I did in high school, I got saved when I was in fourth grade. So everything I did, 
Everything, when Jesus on the cross for my sins, all of my sins were future sins. By the way, and if you're like, I don't want to be salt, the Bible tells us this. And you can, if you need to like encourage yourself and know more about who God says that you are, you can go to at Hope Winter Garden and go to like two posts ago. And I post this thing. The Bible says that you're chosen. The Bible says that you're called. The Bible says that you're changed. The Bible says that you're a new creation. The Bible says that you're a temple of God. The Bible says that you're forgiven, you're redeemed, that you're blessed, you're the head and not the tail, that you're above, not beneath, that you're victorious, you're set free, you're strong in the Lord, you're healed, you're freed, you're reconciled, you're joint, you're more than a conqueror, you're accepting him. And you're complete in Christ. That's what the Bible says about you. But also you get to be salt. So two things on salt. The fastest two points you will ever hear me preach. Number one, salt is not what you do. It's who you are. Salt is not what you do. It's who you are. Jesus is not impressed by my performance. I can run around and on your seat there, you have an invite card, and I can invite all my neighbors, I can invite all the people I can, I can, I can reach into my pocket, and I can, do give an, I can give an offering today, and I can do that, and I, I can serve on Dream Team, and I can tell people, you know what, I haven't, I've only missed three setups, and the whole entire time our church has been two and a half years old, and I've only missed, I've only not been here on one Sunday. I've been here every single Sunday since this church. We canceled one for Christmas Eve, but besides that, I've been here every single day, and I can be like, God, look what I did, God, look at it, and God's like, I'm not impressed. You're still salt. It's not what you do, it's who you are. I'm salt. I'm salt. And here's the second thing. People don't enjoy salt. They enjoy what is salted. We are the salt of the earth. And we do not exist for ourselves. You don't exist for yourself. We, I don't exist for myself. I've said it a thousand times. Like, hey, anything I have, it's, you can have it. It's God, you can have it. My sister said, hey, I need to borrow your car. I was like, oh, this is great. I need an illustration for tomorrow. Like, I let my sister borrow my car. Like, I, <clears throat> I want to give all that I have away. I want to I help people. I want to encourage people. I want to inspire people. Like, I want to be salt. That's what I want to do. I'm not created for myself. You are the salt of the earth. You are. I am. People enjoy what is salted. We are the salt of the earth. We do not exist for ourselves. I hope to goodness that the people that you're around, they're better because you're salt. Places that you go, I hope that they're left better because I hope they're better now because you were salt and you left a little bit of Jesus with them. I met a friend today um, and I asked for my very first time meeting her um, and I knew her son, Mrs. Steiner. And I say, your son, I didn't say exactly this, but I'm like, your son, you could tell he's, 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 he's a Christian. Like, you could tell he's salt. Like, and people are, people are, are this guy's a magnet. Like, I mean, he is like the epitome of salt. That's pretty much what I said to her. And I said, and I met her, and I'm like, man, she's, she's, she's salt too. Like, she's like, you can just, it just, like, like there are some people that got like just salt falling off of them. And like that was what I thought about you when I saw you. I'm like, this lady, she is, she's salt. And I don't know her story. I don't know her son's story. But I know that they have been around some people with some salt and now they're out being salt. And I want to be salt. I just want to, I want to leave people better. Josh is a salt kind of guy. You just, you can't help but to be better when you're around them. I mean, we wouldn't have been friends in middle school, but we would be, we're friends now. That's really all that matters. It's not about where you've been, it's about where you're headed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Come on. 
You, he just he just salt, man. He's just salt. There's some of you guys here today. You're salt, but there are some of us in here today, and we're, we're there's seasons of our life where we're, we're just we're, we're salty. Let's just be honest. We're salty. Like you're like we're salty. People like you don't gotta run around and be like be like Josh or you know or be like me where you're just like man, just, dude, calm down. Like, are you on coffee? Is it you don't know if it's coffee or Christ? Like you're just not sure. You don't have to. I, I met a I met a young man today and. I said, you know, he was talking to me, walked me out the door, and he said, you know what, I'm, he said, I, I helped launch a church. I helped launch a church. I was there for a year. He goes, I got burnt out. He goes, I've sat on my house for a year because I was so burnt out working in church. And I said, dude, this is a great place to be if you're burnt out. We got a lot of dream teamers. We try to make the, we try to, there's a, we have a big load that we're carrying here, but we try to spread it out. I mean, there's some people that we don't mind burning out, like family members, like we don't mind burning them out, but like you, like, we wouldn't want to burn you out. Like, we don't mind being, like, in the Miss Maria, who we've adopted her. But, like, we don't mind burning some of you guys out. But most people, we try to spread the, we try to spread the love. We try to spread the love. It's probably hard to be salt if you're burnt out. Like, you don't even want, like, like you're like, you know, I'm salt. I don't, I don't want to go to church. Because I was at church for a year, and I was there every single morning at 7 a.m., and I was on the loading team, loadout team. It's probably hard to be salt. Man, I don't know why you're not salt. I, I know when I'm not salty. When I, I know when I am salty and it's just I'm not bringing the flavor. You can address that. We're going to talk about that next week. But man, let's be salt.